Welcome. This is the Business of Vulnerability, the podcast that shares the wonderful work that individuals, organizations, and communities are doing around the world to try and help those who are most vulnerable. Welcome to the Business of Vulnerability podcast. Today on the podcast, we have Christine Monkhouse. Christine is the CEO and founder of Patient Order. Christine, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so very much for having me, Blake. It's an honor. Hey, uh, you know, we've, we've talked a little bit before this, but can you give just an overview of what Patient Order is? So sure. So we're a digital health platform. Actually, we have a mobile health application that helps uh, chronically ill folks uh, document changes in their health. Our goal really is to bridge the communication gap between underserved patients and the healthcare professionals. So where where did this need come from, right? You have the mobile app and you're helping these chronically ill people, but but how did how did you decide to tackle this issue? Sure. Um, most of my adult life has been in healthcare. Uh, very early on in my, uh, I guess, adult life, I, I was on the front lines. Uh, unfortunately for me, I, I, I didn't have folks to pay for my college education, so I had to work my way through that. And and my one of my first jobs was actually a home health aide. Um, or home health uh, coordinator. Um, and then I became a nursing assistant at uh, a nursing facility. Um, from there, I went on to be a nursing assistant at a at my local emergency room. Um, and then from there became a care coordinator. So short story, um, I've had a lot of experience on the front lines, caring for patients, speaking with patients across the New York City area, um, thousands of patients to be quite clear across a demographic. Um, so that's across race um, and income. Um, so it gave me my experience, so to speak, gave me the opportunity to kind of see people at their most vulnerable and mm. also talk to them and kind of hear who, who they are at their cores. And one of the things that I've always been um, curious about is how human we all are. Um, and, you know, I've questioned um, when I was on the front lines, why is it that we were having high hospital readmission rates um, among uh, specifically underserved folks, um, racial and ethnic minorities, um, and people that are poor. And always wanted to do something about it, but as, as a aide, or a nurse's aide, um, I didn't feel as though I would have the power to create any change. Because at the time, while, while I was an aide, I had a bachelor's degree and really wanted to pursue, um, I guess, a different position in, in, in every organization that I've ever been a part of. Um, but I guess there were limitations that, uh, or glass ceilings that prohibited that growth from mm -hmm. happening. And being at that position where I was just the aide, um, the concerns that I brought forward were not valued, they were not thought about, um, and they were really little things like, for example, questioning the safety of patients, um, wanting patients to have more safety in the hospital uh, setting, um, et cetera, et cetera. So, so I really, it's, it, this, this, this need um, that I've identified comes from speaking with patients, um, comes from um, really empathizing with the human experience, Mm -hmm. especially with those who were at their most vulnerable um, and working with lower income communities, helping to bridge some of those resource gaps that they've had. Um, and it really seeing how difficult it was for someone who, uh, who, who was supposed to be there to help them, um, who is educated, um, who faced so many different challenges as I was trying to navigate the healthcare system for these folks, um, really wanted to make a difference. That's where the work of patient orator really originated from. Um, and yeah. 
Uh, that's uh, amazing. Really, I, I uh, you know, I, I think so often um, people who are, who are marginalized or, or vulnerable aren't aren't listened to. And so it's awesome to hear somebody, you know, you're personally listening, but it sounds like you're also attempting to tackle a little of that communication problem with your application. Uh, can you share how the the application works in that regard and how it helps with that communication process? Sure. So as, as a nurse's aide, I'll go back to that story that I just shared. As mm -hmm. a nurse's aide, when I was sitting in patients' rooms um, in the middle of the night, um, they would tell me stories about themselves that were otherwise missed by the nurse, by the MD, by everyone who was a part of that clinical team. Um, what I was hearing is the social economic connection and political connection to that patient. So what that means is the patient may come into the hospital system with these symptoms um, and the nurse and or care team will treat them for those problems. But there was a much bigger story at hand, one that Christine had the advantage to listen to. And so when I thought about this idea for this application, it really was centered around the entire narrative of that patient. So. And just to be clear, it, the, the idea came clearer um, once I became a patient myself um, and, and kind of faced brick walls with my own patient experience and said, okay, so this is how we're going to actually solve for uh, empowering patients' voices. But what the application does is it takes the clinical care preferences and social determinants of health um, information that is generated by the patient to tell that full story. So a patient may have symptoms, um, let's say for me who I live with chronic pain, um, my chronic pain symptom may be something that I'm experiencing. I want to make sure that every patient has the language to articulate that to their care provider. And so that's what the application does. It helps the patients to document um, those clinical data points that, that the, the healthcare professionals need. It also helps them to identify what their care preferences are because so oftentimes in a rushed environment, the healthcare provider may not even ask the patient, um, you know, what their care preferences are, or the patient might not even have the, the time to think about that based on their economic status. You know, they mm -hmm. might be just thinking of going back out to work. So here we've created this application, which really helps the patient in the convenience of their own home, um, wherever they might be to document these problems so that when they're in those settings that they can say to, or articulate to the, that clinical team, this is what my problem is. This is how I want to be cared for. Um, and these are some social needs that I need help connecting with. Um, and providing that language takes away, or we're hypothesizing that it takes away the fear, the anxiety, the shame even, um, mm -hmm. where someone might not be comfortable in saying, hey, I might be homeless or I might be potentially mm. be housing insecure, that that patient can then communicate that, if not verbally, automatically um, through, um, through sharing their, their information with their provider how how are patients going to be finding the application right so say i i would fall in that group um will it be recommended to me by a provider will it be something that is just shared in the broader reach like how are people going to be as patients finding the application so ideally um a provider system would recommend this application for patients mm -hmm. um, really we want everyone to use the application as a way of documenting their problems um, and and I'll, I'll bring this up as something that um, when we look at what's happening um, with the racial tension in our country um, and, you know, the George Floyd case of 
if there wasn't a camera there to document what happened, we would have never had the world change that we have today. Um, mm -hmm. Perhaps his story would have never been believed. Um, and that's what we're, we're, we're looking to address here. There's issues that are happening to, or there's health concerns that people may have that is uncaptured. This is not about big data, even though it has the potential to impact the outcomes of all people. This is really about looking at what, what is wrong with people um, and how can we really help to empower them um, during their experiences. Um, and so that that's really one of the things that we're seeking to address. Um, so whether it finds if patient orator app finds its way to the patient through the provider or through the app store, at the end of the day, the goal of our work is to really ensure that the patients are using the application um, when there is a problem so that they can be believed and validated because quite often, um, based on what your socioeconomic status is, um, you may not be believed. Yeah. Wow. How long have you been working on the, the patient auditor stuff? So we were founded in 2017, um, mm -hmm. late of 2017. Um, and back then it was really about telling the stories of people. Like I said, I would sit at the bedside of folks and listen to their stories during my night shifts. Um, and so when we were founded, I just felt this call to do something different. Um, mm. And that was at that time, um, gathering stories from people all around the country um, to really show how human we all are. Um, and so when I started that work, there were very few people that knew who I was, um, but quickly became familiar with the work of patient order because here we were, um, you know, showing these stories of people um, from all across the country um, and showing that poor patient experience exists, that unless you're rich, <laughs> you know, you, you, you really can't um, say that it's going to be a fabulous experience when you're in, a, in a, any kind of health setting. Um, yeah. And showing that uh, really that healthcare disparity, which back then when I was asking folks about healthcare disparities, it was such a shunned topic. Like we didn't want to talk about the fact that there's racial inequities that exist in this country and, and, and even healthcare disparities. Um, I don't know why that was, whether it was because it was so systemic that um, that folks were afraid to speak up against um, any kind of health system um, or mm. folks were afraid or people didn't realize, individual folks didn't realize that, hey, this is a, a disparity as opposed to um, this is an individual incident that may occur with me. And so founded in 2017, um, didn't know anything about health tech, um, started traveling around the country and, and, and collecting these stories, was pitching the idea for patient orator. Um, and very early on realized that folks were not interested in a tool that would link folks to um, social resources. Um, did my presentations and everything else, did every research that I could on on um, on digit on, on I guess pitching for startups and things like that, and mm -hmm. you know at the end of it all, what I learned was that I had to do so much educating that it took away from the goal and the mission, and so I really took the time to step back and say, what is it that we need to do? But I guess even in that traveling and um, speaking to folks um, in that journey along that that path, I became sick, and that's when the light bulb moment came on. Okay, so we're going to bridge for um, social determinants of health or we're going to solve for health, uh, social determinants of health. But what are the other piece? Because here I was, someone with a graduate's degree, walking into a health system um, with a chronic 
pain condition that was ignored for three years that is now a crisis. Um, and then when I sat back, it, like I just sat and thought about it, it was actually a culmination of seeing six providers and it took that sixth provider to recommend me to the, the provider that would actually listen, right? So it's, it's, it, it was a horrible case of um, my personal experience colliding with the experiences of the patients that I was advocating for, which is kind of irony um, mm -hmm. or ironic. Um, and um, the really wanted to make that change of empowering folks' voices. And that's where we kind of brought it all together. So we're going to do this, whether or not VCs are interested in solving for social determinants of health or, and our communication. Um, and so we just started building from there. Um, and uh been pouring a lot of resources into educating myself and how this world works and um, yeah so yeah it's 20 like last year which was 2020 um we launched our, launched our first mvp privately um gained great feedback um and from since then COVID happened we all know <laughs> what happened in COVID. Um, and it's been it's been an up and down ride, but at the end of the day, the mission is still um, empowering the voices of, of folks that needs to be empowered. Um, you know, I was thinking if, if you thought back to when you were, you know, you finally saw that six provider that, that listened, right? Maybe even go a little farther back. If you had patient orator and you could have used it, what what would have been different? How would that have changed that entire process there? So. I recently was asked a question of, you know, about fear and being a patient. And yes, what would have changed was my fear around what I was actually experiencing. So the first time I, I got sick with pelvic pain was when, um, when I was actually at work at bedside of patients. Um, and, you know, I left that setting. I left my shift um, at the end of my shift, I should say, or let me repeat that. At the end of my shift, um, I went to a different hospital so that I can seek care from um, providers that I assumed would listen to me um, because I was aware of how people were being treated in, in the emergency room, especially people of color um, mm. and lower income folks specifically. So because I, I really didn't have, I guess, advocates around um, back then, I would say what would have changed was even though I would have gone to a different health health system, I would have started to document from since then the moment of the issue, um, to kind of, to kind of paint a, a clearer picture for myself, as my help as my health ultimately started to decline. Um, remember back then I was traveling a lot, um, you know, documenting mm -hmm. and collecting all of these stories. My health was not a focus of mine. Um, this was fresh. I was fresh out of grad, grad, grad school to be completely clear. Um, it was not something that I was thinking of my health in general. So if I had this application, I would have paid, um, I would have been more aware of the changes that are happening on a consistent basis and mm -hmm. would have probably been able to see that you know, I've been seen by all of these different doctors in all of these different appointments. You know, I've asked all of these questions and yet here my concerns are still unresolved. And I think that that would have been a huge difference in terms of my outcome. I would probably have not had to wait until that seventh doctor to actually receive prescription pain medication. 
And remember, these systems are not talking to each other. So yes, I say providers, but these are these could be like multiple providers within one system, or it could be uh, providers across multiple systems. And because of that lack of interoperability there, um, and my data not being able to transfer from one, one system to the other, all people are seeing when I walk into any kind of healthcare setting is someone who presents as healthy. And yes, I'm smiling when I'm interacting with anyone, um, but you don't understand the agony of what pain actually is. Um, and so that is, I think that is some of the things that could have been resolved. I know that's, that's kind of a long way to answer the question, but hopefully no. you did. No, definitely. Um, so what, what's the future with, with uh, uh, patient order writer? What, what, what can we expect from you in the next year, in the next five years? Um, you know, what's, what's the plan and, and how can people help? Huh, that is a great question. Um, so the goal is to really change healthcare. It's, it's to flip the script, so to speak. It's to um, help empower those people who, who are not being believed. Um, I gave the example of the George Floyd incident, um, mm -hmm. the parallel with the healthcare industry. You know, we have police brutality and then we have healthcare disparities. And, you know, at some point, um, we, we really have to start doing things differently. And until everyone in this country or around the world is able to achieve health or have equal access to care, we're not really doing anything that is really impactful. Um, and so that is the future of, of a patient order. We're a startup and we're just a tiny part of the equation, but at least if we can empower the voices of people um, and help them to own their voices in these settings, um, help them to have a record to say, this is my story, I'm not making this up, then that can shift that power mm. dynamic where a patient is seen as inferior and not an equal part of that care team as the MD. So that is what we're really looking to do within this next year to introduce our tool to the general public and our um, uh, settings that will embrace the idea of equity for all patients. Um, and hopefully in doing that work, we can prove that doing, doing good work, doing social impact um, uh, work in this healthcare space can actually improve outcomes, can actually help to reduce some of these disparity rates that we see can actually bridge these communication gaps that we see between what we call as underserved populations and healthcare professionals, that really we all need to get on the same team. And if we start listening to each other, we will get there. Mm -hmm. um, so the goal is to really, um, in addition to all of the business, the business pieces of this is to create those changes that I just mentioned. So uh, if, if I'm listening to this and, you know, I have a desire to, to help patient orator in some way, what's, what's a way somebody could help? Is there like introductions that can be made? Is there, there ways to help you with your, your funding? What, what, what are some ways that just people that may be listening may be able to help? Yeah. Um, if you're a health system and you are serious about health equity, this is a tool that needs to be deployed in your system. Um, and so it can start as, as small as um, a pilot program um, to really test our hypothesis, which is that if we provide that, that structure to help patients document, that they'll be able to communicate better and it will bridge that communication gap. Um, if you're on the investment side, 
uh, yes, we're very early, uh, but this there's data that shows that um, you know first year med students believe that black people's skin are thicker than white people's skin, and these things lead to healthcare inequities. They lead to healthcare disparities in, in the way in which black and brown patients are not being treated unfairly. Um, so yeah. if you're if you're uh, an investor, my point is that there's data behind what we're doing um, that shows that our tool needs to exist. Um, we're really seeking uh, a pre-seed funding um, to get us off the ground and, and, and running and into the hands of every um, patient out there and provider space possible. Um, and so that's that's one of the ways you can help. Uh, make an introduction to people who are in the social impact um, space in healthcare. Um, would be more than happy for any intros or um, any kind of funding available. Awesome. Okay, well, Christine, we, we definitely hope that uh, somebody listening to this is, is interested enough to reach out and, and help you with your mission because it's, it's a noble one. And you know, helping people listen is incredibly important. And, and, and there's a long way for us to go in that regard when it comes to healthcare and with minority groups and marginalized communities. So thank you for the work that you do. Thank you for coming on the podcast and thanks for trying to tackle such a monumental issue and, and doing it with a smile. It's, it's very refreshing. Thank you so much for having me, Blake. I'm honored to have been uh, invited and uh, thank you for the platform. Thank you for listening to the business of vulnerability. If you or someone you know would be a wonderful guest for our next recording, please let us know at Team Pulse, it's T-E-A-M-P-U-L-S-E at pulseforgood.com. Thank you.